Welcome to the fuck dungeon. Ba-dum-bum. I really didn't want to do it this time. You don't have to do that. I know, but I feel like I have to now. <laughs> you don't. Well, it's okay. I probably will. What's up, Miss Tude? What? You just have an attitude with me before we got on here. Well, now I'm definitely going to have one after you call me that. <laughs> How are you doing? Fuck off. Fuck off. You're not going to tell me how you're doing? No. Okay. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's better than not telling you. I feel like it's not. I'm doing okay. I still haven't gotten... I still haven't been getting as much done with this stuff as I want to be getting done, but we've had other stuff going on lately that have been cool. Mm-hmm. Had our trip to Marseille. Mm-hmm. Video is out now. No, it's not. Video is almost well, out. No, it'll probably be out it by the be. time that this gets out. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to put it up either today or tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm going to tweet. I'm going to. And Facebook it. I'm going to. I'm going to. Yeah. Go somewhere with that. Huh? Go somewhere with that. What I'm going to. <laughs> What are you talking about? Make something up. <laughs> I'm going to poop on your chest. I hate you. <laughs> you know that's not what I meant. Poop on your chest. Hunter, Smoke okay, I'm over it. <laughs> Maybe the teacher will call for recess. <laughs> that's so stupid. I, we weren't freestyling? Well, yes, but I didn't oh, want that. Oh, why not? Did you know that? Um, oh God. Did you know that Biggie Smalls had in one of his songs that he was having sex with a girl one time and she wanted him to shit on her. I think he told me that. Yeah. 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 He like put it in one of those songs. She's like, right? Isn't it? Or maybe he's just talking about it. He's like, I'm fucking around with this bra and she want me to shit on her stomach. Mm. Well. I want to move on from this conversation. Really weird. Um, Yeah, so I guess what's been... Did we do this last week? Or has it been two weeks since we did it? It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. Oh, yeah, because we we didn't do one after we came back. Yeah. Trip to Marseille was cool. I had a good time with it. It wasn't as warm as I think either of us would have wanted. Yeah, it kind of Not as long either because, you know, we kind of have to do short trips. Mm -hmm. A lot of... A lot of connecting forms of transportation to get to and from, and so it takes a while. And but it, you know, for doing a cheap, cheap, cheap travel, it's. it's well, I mean, good. we could be longer for cheap travel. It's just like the cats. Yeah, yeah. But it was good for me. I I think. For me, I really <laughs> like corn. It's corn. A big lump of knobs. He's got the juice. He's got, got the juice. juice. <laughs> Never seen a more wonderful thing. It's gone. <laughs> with what does he say? Something with butter. Oh fuck! I haven't watched that in a very long time. Yeah, I know. But you know that it's corn pops in my head sometimes, and I don't say it's it because I don't want it to be a big thing. I'm not going to lie. You say the words for me a lot. 
That's uh-huh. a common thing in your vocabulary. Yeah. Every time you say it, I want to start singing the song. And it happens every single time during our podcast. And this is the first time I've done it. So I'm really proud of myself. I'm proud of you, too. I would urge you to keep up the fight. Fuck because off. at one time, you didn't hold back from doing it. <laughs> Abigail it's has... Cold. Before Before <laughs> we continue on talking about Marseille, Abigail has these things where it's like, everyone has sayings songs jingles <laughs> anything else that gets stuck in your in your head and you have these little triggers that come up and you just go ahead and go off on them right abigail has a bunch of those right but the thing is, is that she gets super fixated on you know a handful at a time and, and the problem is is that it doesn't take a trigger for no, it to come up it it's just all day every day it and she'll do it all day but every I tell day you, i tell you this all the time imagine being imagine see imagine being in my fucking head it is so annoying up here because the amount of times that you hear me say my little things is not even a fraction of the amount of times it's going on in my head yeah i know it's so fucking annoying you're just literally sitting there running the corn song over and over and over and over it's everything and anything like there's just everything is going through my head all at once all day long every day it's so annoying to be me yeah, I get it. It's the tism. It's the tism. <laughs> <laughs> you know we rocking that tism. What's the is the ADHD and autism together the oh fuck aud autism? <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> you know which one I haven't done in a long time though. What? I've got, got a lovely bunch of coconuts sitting in a row. Big ones, large ones. No, sorry. Small, Small ones, large ones, some bigger than your head. <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly what it was going to be. I haven't done that one in a very, very, very long time. That one gets, that one has been like a, a, a year thing. time. Yeah. It's been multiple years where that one's just been stuck. I don't know why. That one's really stuck around. You want to talk about Marseille? Yeah. Like we were going to? Yeah. I was going to say. For me? For me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For whatever reason, Marseille, like, changed my opinion on what it is that I wanted, where I wanted to be living at going forward yeah, for a while. Because, and the reason I say that is, like, I I don't even know, honestly, what it was about it. Because we did some things, but it's not like we, like, ran the city for a week or anything like that, you know. We went there and for a couple of days, you know, went around and, and did a good amount of stuff. But for whatever reason, different from the times that, like, What's that Rihanna song where it's like, hey, 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 gonna run this town tonight. I was thinking of that city when, or that song when you were talking about it, but I couldn't figure it out. Okay, I figured it out. Run this town tonight. We gonna run this town tonight. Yeah, we didn't do that in Marseille. No. <laughs> um. But yeah, for whatever reason, like different than when we went to Bayonne, which was where we were saying that we kind of wanted to be at beforehand. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel it there. 
And any time that we've been to another city, uh, whether when I went with you or the very few times that I've been with myself, um, like I, I've never felt like, man, I would really love to be here. But for whatever reason in Marseille, I felt that this time around. And I think that Abigail's always been the one that's been pushing to say, like, I would like to be able to go and live in, you know, a, a city like that and be able to kind of do that long term. Mm-hmm. Even before we were talking about coming to Europe, New York was what she had set her sights on when she first moved back up home. Yeah. And that was not necessarily my my want either i mean i would have yeah but you never actually really been to the city though i know and that was the, that was what i was telling her when we went to marseille was that i've never gone stayed there just gone around and and done some things so i'm not saying that marseille is like an anomaly and it's only there that would make me feel like that i'm sure there's a lot of places that would but that was the first one that i ever felt it myself to where i was like this has a legitimate pull to it that i would like to be here mm-hmm. you know long term and um I think that's where we both kind of, for next year, looked forward to, and we're like, that would be, you know, kind of a cool spot to try to see if we could find a spot to stay in. Yeah. It's just, I think it's, like, different, and obviously, being in the this place and the place before it have been, you know, out there, mm-hmm. and when we were at the place that we oh were my at. My nose is, like right now when we were at the place okay. that we had the house at it was kind of out there you know mm-hmm. it's not like it was necessarily like these places but like if you wanted to go anywhere that wasn't just a shitty fast food place aside from the one spot in town that was actually good yeah you had to drive 30 minutes 45 minutes and that wasn't even necessarily even that, a poppin yeah, place it? it was just like it you could find decent bars that weren't like shitty hick bars. Yeah. Know? And so I don't know. It's like spending so long being around that. And even me, I was, you know, like driving to work to places to where maybe there was a little bit more stuff going on. Like Montgomery County has some things, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't ever go to them. I never, you know, saw any of that, but it was there. It was there, <laughs> you know, and I don't know. I look at it and say, like, I've spent so long being away from so much and having to like go make such a trek out and in part like I do enjoy that but I also feel like I don't want that to be what I've gone from one situation to the next in my life always doing you know right I would I I felt like when we were in Marseille I felt like I would like to have a period of my life where we could be you know in a place downtown or, or you know somewhere close enough to it to where we can either you know call a uh, car service or walk or take a bike yeah. or rent a bike well, i mean there's so much the metro and the tram there's the so bus, many options like to be able to just like bebop around and yeah do our thing but be there where there's a lot of options for stuff instead of feeling like every time that we like if we don't want to cook it's like where are we going to go to a kebab place yeah. or 30 minutes away to mcdonald's yeah you know and then we'll we'll go to the next spot, and it won't necessarily be those, but you know you might add a pizza joint in there, and it's like, woohoo, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not made for this life that we're living this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be one thing like when we're like in our permanent place at the chateau, and like we have space to like be farming and like 
gardening and shit like that. But yeah. like this, not yeah, it's like dog. You talk about you talk about having the chateau, and I think that it's like you give up being close to stuff like that while being able to like form your own space, and so it's different. You don't have to feel like. Yeah, Oliver, get in there. His head was like sniffing the shit out of this blanket that we had drying outside. His head was like completely upside down. Um, you know, you had the chateau. You you give up certain things to be able to get certain things. Being able to farm and ranch and have all of our crap there, and then feel like okay, we don't necessarily need to go out. Yeah, you know, everything is here, and it's. I think it'd be a lot more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? rewarding mm-hmm. like to be doing stuff like that and being surrounded by that and feeling like we're we're happy to be like out there doing our thing but i also think that we'll be happier to do that after being in somewhere like marseille for a little bit and feeling like okay now we're kind of like going away from this you mm-hmm. know we've had a, a good portion of you know however many years it would take to be able to get to that chateau stage Mm-hmm. I feel like we did the good few years being like right there around everything. Now we're going to like this stage until mm-hmm. we can go back to buying houses everywhere and just being able to go wherever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did like it for that reason. I mean, there was also, there was definitely cool stuff there. I Like I've talked about in the, in my own podcast and in this one podcast, my own podcasts and um, this one. Just the difference in my mentality of getting to enjoy experiences. And Marseille was definitely an experience that I definitely, I enjoyed a lot. Have you ever seen that clip of, um, (laughs) this is also another one that runs through my head all the fucking time. Kendall Jenner. Yeah, Kendall. I think she's talking to Kylie. Mm -hmm. And she's like, (laughs) you just really need to like go out and experience things to be able to experience things because you always want to say that you want to experience things but you never actually really experience you know what i mean like she just keeps saying it it's a perfect representation of them <laughs> i think about it trying to be so deep while I being so shallow it's i not think even about funny. it all the time every time you, we talk about like experience things i'm just like you always want to talk about how you want to experience things but you never actually experience things so you should really get out and experience things <laughs> yes sound logic you guys want to see my new shirt okay <laughs> my new shirt you look so stupid right now. Warfare. Mayhem. Fucking mayhem. That's what the that's what the shirt the album's called. Okay. I have this thing or I've had this thing for a really, really long time where um when I I'll tell you why it started. When I was in high school. This is so stupid. When I was in high school, I had a friend who was like the only friend that I had for a while that I don't know if you normally did this with your friends in high school, but like you got me gifts for shit. I d- my friends and I never got each other gifts. No, I did. It was a very nice thing. It was like the first friend that ever like outside of being a birthday party or some shit like that when we were kids. Like when Christmas or my birthday came along, he was like, hey man, I got you some CDs or I got you like a shirt. Mm-hmm. I went thrifting and I saw the shirt that I thought you would like. Me and Mikey do that. I'm saying he when I was in high school. Yeah, like, we did that in high school. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he like if I got if I go thrifting like in high school, like I 
I'd get my friends things. Like I'd yeah. see something and be like, oh, this is this. See, I never, I never. My like friends did that too. I never like thought about that. I I don't know. Anyways, he did that for me. He was like the first person that I guess in like high school that kind of did that. And this one time he got me, well, he got me a Jimi Hendrix shirt, and he got me a Run DMC shirt. And this was like back when I was just starting to learn about hip hop mm-hmm. and was just starting to listen to a lot of it. And Run DMC is like not, n- not my thing all the way through. Not your plate of dicks. Yeah, not my plate of dicks. Some of it is, but like, I mean, not any of the popular stuff. I don't like classic rock infused with hip hop. I like metal and screamo infused with hip hop, but not that. So, um, I was wearing it, and someone else called me out. Just so stupid. And they said, "Do you even listen to Run DMC?" Now, here's here's the thing. Here's how this whole thing could have been avoided. I could have said, "No." And then if they said, why are you wearing that shirt then? I could have said, because I like the shirt. And maybe I will listen to Run DMC at some point, but like, no. Instead. You were a liar. I posed. Liar. And I said, yeah, I like Run DMC. And they said, name me five songs. That's such a fucking pretentious thing. I know it is. And it's so annoying that you've gone this, your whole life. It really fucked me up. Off of that interaction over some stupid person. That's like you you see girls wearing like, you know, shirts that like say ACDC and stuff. And like some old 50 year old man comes up to her like, name me five songs. It's like, I liked I the shirt. I yeah. don't need to fucking name you songs. Like, fuck off. I, I cannot believe you. Your whole world revolved around this. It's so well, weird to me. It didn't revolve around that. It made me ask myself a question, which was. I'm someone who I, a lot of times, like, based solely on a principle, I don't want to wear things just because I like the design. Why? Because I like to wear things that I support. I feel like I And you're I supporting the artist I'm that designed the shirt. Sure. <laughs> but, like, uh, and that's... Okay. I don't need you to come down my throat right now, first of all, first Abigail. First of all, I'm trying... <laughs> I'm trying to support you into just wearing the fucking shirts. It's so stupid. So basically what I did was I, I saw this shirt when we were out and I said, I I want to be able to break this stigma of only wearing things of people that I listen to because, you know, like I don't listen to this band, but it looks cool and I don't want to let the shirt go by. So I came to a point where I... This is what I said. I said, I'm going to get it. Abigail was like, you're at least... Think about it this way. We're literally standing in the store having this conversation, mind you, in front of the racks of the t-shirts. It's so fucking stupid. (laughs) This is the shit I have to deal with. Like, it's so ridiculous. I said, here's what I'm going to do. Like, he's trying to hype himself up (laughs) for fucking buying a shirt that he likes. It's so ridiculous. I'm going to listen to I'm going to find them, and I'm going to listen to them. And I did. Now, here's what I can tell you. Oh, my God, you did. Comes up into the room. So, I listened to the album. (laughs) I didn't listen to the full album. I listened to... S- I listen to individual songs from their entire set of albums. Oh my god! To see how they progress through time. Right, of course. So here's what I found. Um, <laughs> god. The band, the band is Warfare. 
It makes me were... mad that you listened to it though, because you didn't actually just buy the shirt because you liked the shirt. Like you had to go out of your way to listen to these people because you bought the shirt. Like God forbid you could just be wearing the shirt without having listened to them. I want you didn't actually break the stigma. Hunter. No, but I'm I'm dealing with it in a healthier way. <laughs> I'm dealing with it in no, a healthier way. No, one of way. these days I I'm going to buy you a shirt of a band and I'm going to ban their music forever. <laughs> you cannot listen I'm gonna to ban it. it. <laughs> you just tell me like, oh no, it's just a clothing brand. It has <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with it's music. Not a band. I go around I'm like I just love this someone, brand now. Someone's someone, like, name me five songs. And I'm like, I thought it was a brand. You have more flashbacks. I thought it was just a brand. <laughs> there I go, making fun of Burt Kreischer again. Oh, I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I listened. I was doing dishes, and I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look them up. I think they were together from somewhere like 84 to 97 or something like that. They were like a UK early heavy rock band. You can maybe put them into metal. They had lyrics all about like post like post apocalyptic and famine and war and death and it's all like pseudo political. Not my not my plate of dicks, but um it was good for people who would like that kind of stuff. <laughs> If you like if you like UK rock, not UK punk, if you like UK rock and on the heavier side and early forms of that, it is it would be good for you. And like the the first two albums, because this is their third, the first two albums are definitely early, early because they're both in the eighties. I think this one is too actually. But um after that point, starting with this one maybe going to the next and then beyond that point it definitely like got their quality up a good deal more and so um and they got a little bit more crazy with the instrumentals like the the guitar riffs and and shit are crazy but that's what i would say about it now and i feel good about that i feel good that if someone would ask me that question i would say i really do like the shirt and that's why i'm wearing the shirt and i did listen to the band it makes me upset but i don't like the band I wish but you, I like I wish these you would aspects just of fucking the wear the shirt. What's wrong with me getting a little bit more musical knowledge? Because you didn't actually want to listen to this band. You you bought a fucking shirt and you're like, okay, well if I if I have if I need to listen to at least some of their music so I can wear the shirt out in public. But what if I had liked the band? Then I would have been happy that I looked them up. Hunter. Don't be fucking stupid. You know damn well the only reason you listen to this band is yeah. so you could wear the shirt. No. Yes, it was. No. You don't lie. The only reason that I listen... No, I listened to the <laughs> band because, yes, I wanted to back up wearing the shirt, but... You don't need to listen to the band to back up wearing the shirt. I know I don't need to, shirt. but that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> you know what? And if I had liked the band, I would have said, I'm glad that I looked <laughs> up after wearing the shirt. I'm going to fucking <laughs> chop you in the throat. Do jabs to the throat. Do jabs to the throat. <laughs> if you act any kind of fool, do jabs to the throat. Because I'm young. I'm only 18. I can have more kids. I'll kill all three of you. <laughs> Expensive ass water bill, light bill. That's a Vel Crawford, by the way, if you didn't know. Back when he was real big. Real big. 
He's lost a shit ton of weight. I haven't seen it recently. He lost like somewhere around like two hundred some pounds or something oh like my that. God. I mean, motherfucker this? used to be. I'm, I'm Did talking he have the like surgery to like get rid of. The I'm skin? sure he got lipo. Yeah, I thought lipo to get rid of the skin. Oh, to get rid of the skin. I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say that. Um, yeah, I'm, he had to have. He had. He was so big. There's no way that he could have just. Some gone people down do. Like that. Not with as big as he was. I guess that's true. Yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying the way that I've seen him in pictures now, if um. he hadn't gotten that, you would have been able to tell. Yeah. Because he's uh, he's. Let me show you. Let me show you how skinny he is. 200 pounds is a lot of fucking weight to lose. I'm gonna look up weight loss. Seventy-five pounds, Hunter. You said two hundred pounds. I thought this motherfucker was <laughs> way big. It says in three months he may shed seventy-five pounds. No, that's talking about something else. Hundred twenty is what he lost. Okay, that's a lot. Look at this. Look at the difference in this picture. Yeah, that's him in that special. Look at his fucking head, and then that's him afterwards. He looks like a preacher right here. He does. Why does he look like that? And the Lord said. <laughs> yeah. Lavelle Crawford. He's so funny. He looks like a toad before yeah. the weight loss. Yeah. That's so mean. It's true. <laughs> he just has a toad figure. My mama told me. <laughs> My mama said, can't no one come in this house. Until she come home. I'm so sorry, Grandma. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Grandma. <laughs> Boy, you better let me up in this house. I'm sorry, Grandma. Mama told me don't let nobody in this house. <laughs> Boy, this your father. Let your Grandma mom me in the house. I'm sorry, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually haven't heard. I don't know if he's been doing any... um comedy since he I think I saw that he was doing a little bit but he's been doing a lot more acting since he lost a lot of that weight acting and what he was in Better Call Saul before that he was in Breaking Bad huh. Breaking Bad it was when he was a little bit bigger but Better Call Saul he he's lost a lot of it is he a good actor he's playing the role that you would expect him to play he's like some big bodyguard dude he's funny though mm. I mean he's joking throughout most of it you know yeah but that didn't answer my question I think he's a good actor He's believable. I would believe that he would be whatever character he's playing. I believe. He's believable. I believe. I believe. <sighs> you frustrate me. What did I do? I don't know, but I'm annoyed with you. Abigail's been constantly annoyed with me lately. I'm so tired of you saying that. She's <laughs> getting annoyed. So she's being annoyed with me bringing up the fact that she's annoyed. Even though she tells no, me repeatedly that she's I'm annoyed. I'm getting annoyed with you saying <laughs> this is what Hunter does all <laughs> the fucking time. <laughs> when are we ever going to go back to you liking me again? Will there ever be a time where you're not annoyed with me? <laughs> like that I'm like messing around or I'm like just like not like happy. I'm just in a i'm just sitting there doing nothing and he's like why don't you like me anymore i'm like what what did i do that's because it'll be like 
That's because the the way that the the way that the day will go is we'll wake up like we did today, right? We wake up, we cuddle in bed for a few minutes, <laughs> have a good little moment before we get up. We get up, get out here. It's stressing to come on here and get this done. We get on here. I'm making jokes. She's like, I'm annoyed with you. <laughs> I'm frustrated with you. I don't even know why. I just Be- am, right? Literally, then- because the first thing you said to me is, as we turn this on. <laughs> Something is dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> you had a fucking attitude. <laughs> when? When I, was, when I was doing that. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I hate that part. All I ask Abigail to do for this, <laughs> Abigail, <laughs> Abigail. All I ask Abigail to do for this is to do a sound check, and all the sound check is is talking. It's so annoying because it's so stupid. You don't even. I don't even like say things when I do it. I just go, "Yep, I'm going on here. I'm turning on the mic. Yeah, here and we I go, turning on the mic, and it gives me the ick when you do that because I'm just trying to get it done. I don't want to sit here and go, well, in 1876, Bartholomew Johnson said... It literally gives me the ick when you're on here, okay, testing, one, two, three. (laughs) so fucking stupid. You know what's more stupid than that? Sitting there and going, me having to say, okay, talk, Abigail. I don't know what to say. Talk. Okay. No, you have to talk. (laughs) Okay, I don't... Hunter... Abigail, just talk. That hasn't happened since like the first two times. Today, you literally said, okay. <laughs> and I looked at you and was like, you have to keep yeah, going. Yeah, because you went, I knew okay. it was good because from the last person to do the podcast was me. By myself. So I knew it was okay. But we turned it down. No, we didn't. I turned it down. I well, turned maybe down he shouldn't game. have. Let's turn that beach back up. You want to know what else happened in the last week? Oh, my God. What? What happened? Abigail quit on Vikings. Yeah, I did. I don't make it sound like I just quit, though. I made it really fucking far. I really tried with that show. We were in season five. We just started it. Yeah. I ended it season five, episode two. Mm Mm-hmm. I gave it, I think I gave it a pretty good chance. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be fair to Abigail, she was never, like, dying for the show. No, I wasn't. It's okay. The thing is, is that... (laughs) I think it's so funny. Literally, the episode before she said... She didn't even say that she was done with the show. I was like, turn the show off. Because this is what she does. She'll sit there, and she's always been talking shit from day one. She's been talking shit on everything that happens. They're so annoying. He's so annoying. I hate him. Am I supposed to like him? Well, da, 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 no, da, no, no, no. Not the even whole the, thing, just right? the characters itself, though. The show was boring I to get me. that. I'm not... And the show was so predictable. Literally everything that happened, I was like, this is what's going to happen. Like, there there was that one time where I said, okay, I didn't know that was going to yes. happen. But it was such a small thing. We both don't even remember what it was. Yes. And, like... But everything else, I literally predicted every single thing that's going to happen in that show. Yes. It's not fun to watch. So, back to what I was saying. Okay, are we not having a conversation? This is a podcast. (laughs) So, you've been talking shit since day one, which I'm not going to say the show is not predictable. I never had something happen in the show where I was like, mind blown. I get that. But she talked shit from day one. But it was different, right? Because she would talk shit, but it would kind of just be like... I mean, I didn't always agree with the talking of shit. 
However, talking of shit. However, I understood where she was coming from, and it wasn't constant. It's not like she sat through the whole episode and doing it. But I can tell when Abigail starts getting sick <laughs> of what we're watching because the episode beforehand, she spent literally the entire episode just talking shit repeat the whole time oh my god oh my god oh my god and we went through the whole thing i'm like abigail if you don't want to watch a show please just tell me that you don't want to watch the show she's like no i mean what you know we're, we're gotten this far so we can just keep on going and i was i was like okay so then we waited a little bit and i said later on that same night i said i'm being serious if you don't want to watch a show I would so much rather you just, like, tell me now. And she's like, no, really. We've gotten – it's season five now. We're only – you know, it's only till season six. Granted, five and six aren't longer because they Yeah, I didn't know that parts. they did that. Thank God. I thought it was only season six they did that for, for some reason. But, um, yeah, so – I would have had 40 more episodes of that to watch. Oh, good God, no. And for me, I always think that the – I think that <coughs> once they get past you – um, like original cast and kind of start moving on to the next generation. That's when it gets the most interesting for me because everything is really convoluted and people are constantly turning on different people. And so I enjoy that part of it the most. I thought that she would too, but she obviously wasn't. And then when we started up on the second episode of season five the other day, she started doing it all over again. And I was like, okay, turn it off. I was like, if you don't want to watch it, please just tell me. Don't try to like save face for me and be like we gotta get through it because hunter wanted to because from the beginning i told her if you really don't like the show just tell me and like you gave it a chance and that's fine yeah we just had watched other shows together that i thought were similar enough to it that she would like it but i knew even then that it was going to be a stretch from the beginning yeah not a fan so we stopped watching that and i started watching the last kingdom which is another viking show is it any better? I don't know. When I watched like the first couple episodes, I was trying to think if you would like that one anymore. Um, I don't know. I There are certain elements to it to where like I'm trying to compare it to the beginning of Vikings. And the criticism that you had before they kind of like really got into the stories and you started getting invested in characters and stuff like that. Um, the The premise of this show is that the the main character was a kid and the Danish Vikings were invading England and England. England and his his older brother got killed. He was like trying to scout and talk shit to the Vikings so they came ashore and like chopped off his head and dropped it at the front gate of uh where his dad ruled at. So his dad renames him as the first son and says, You're gonna be you know, the... I'm already bored. You're so fucking annoying. <laughs> Hunter, though, I never get annoyed with you. I never think you're annoying. <laughs> this is what he tries to do. He tries to act better than me. Of course I get fucking annoyed with you. <laughs> you always try to act better than me when I'm like, you're so annoying, you annoy you know me. Why? He's like, I never get annoyed Do with you. you. Know I'm just why I say so that? in love with you. Do you know you. why I say that? <laughs> to be more annoying? No. Because, well, yeah. <laughs> because if I say, yeah, you go, when do you get annoyed? You perk up and try to act like you want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Anyways, the basically the, the dad gets killed in front of the kid fighting the Danish Vikings. They take the kid 
bring him in as a slave. He eventually basically becomes like the main Earl's son. He like adopts him. And then I thought it was going to be him like being with the Norse, remembering England. But no, he gets to like adulthood and then the uh, some other Norse dude comes around, kills the guy's dad, and then spreads a rumor that he did it. So the English don't like him, and now the Danish Vikings don't like him, and that's in episode one. So the story's kind of cool, but I don't know. Even for me right now, it's kind of slow. I'm only on episode like three or four. Hmm. But even for me, it's kind of like it's more historically accurate. They don't take as many leaps of faith. They don't have a bunch of different storylines from all these significant characters from history, which is like kind of how Vikings is, because all of those main characters are all real Vikings. Mm. So I don't know. I think it's still too History Channel for you. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that I like History Channel shows, like actual History Channel shows. But didn't I don't know like what to Vikings. tell you. Nothing. I don't want you to tell me anything. We've been watching Ancient Apocalypse. Uh, yeah. With Graham Hancock. Mm-hmm. I was pumped to watch the show because I've listened to Graham for a while now. So, well, I should say I've listened to old podcasts of Graham for a while now. Cause yeah, I like him. I like it. I just, I genuinely, it blows my mind that people hate him. Because it's like, even if he is wrong, like, even if he's, everything he's saying is wrong, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me. I just I was just talking about this. Like, it genuinely does not make sense in my head that, like, people of research, researching fields and, like, scientific fields would get mad at someone for bringing up questions that they can do further research, further exploration, and, like, conversations like it doesn't make sense to me that people of that field or of those fields would get mad at that because like that's your job you should be passionate about learning and researching and like exploring and just like figuring out the fucking greatest mysteries of the human world Mm -hmm. but then they get mad at him for like questioning things like it genuinely blows my mind like even if he is genuinely just wrong about every single thing that he's bringing up who fucking cares that's like an excuse to do the thing that you should be like so fucking in love with doing because you made it your job like you get to go out on these like researching projects and like digging up old shit that no one understands except for you like i it doesn't it blows my mind yeah there's so many different things surrounding his can't even call them claims because they're not scientific based he's a journalist yeah like all that he's doing is saying i don't think that we've got it as figured out as we would like to think so because there's all these holes that we keep finding if all you do is choose to look at them and not write them off and try to fit them into the mold that we've already had because it's too much work to rewrite a textbook yeah. and redo a lecture and yeah, all that kind of stuff and so he there's so many things around. I think that the reason that people don't do it, which is not defending them because I, I agree with you completely. I feel like if you're in that stage, just like if you if you were in like if you're if you're in the medical field, right? And you find out about a new development with cancer, how it grows or how to stop growth or whatever it may be with it. You don't have 
maybe you do, maybe I don't know enough about the medical field, but you don't necessarily have all these people that are like, no, fuck that. That doesn't make any sense. But granted, I, I guess actually to refute what I was literally just about to argue, like anything with um, homeopathic or, or things like that today, after we've gone so far in the Western medicine side of things, people do the same exact thing with that. Yeah. It's like, the it's just, it's any alternative... It's not even that people want to, like, no one debates anymore, too. That's the thing that bugs the shit out of me, is that all that he says all the time when he comes on these things is, like, have someone come and debate me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would love, if someone wants to talk about it, he said, my my point is not to prove that I'm right. And if you can prove a hole in what I'm talking about, then that's great, because that means that there's something for me to go figure out and strengthen more and figure out what mm-hmm. is what is the problem with it. But the fact of the matter is, what will happen all these times is that he'll go on and I can only the only debate that I've ever seen that I've not heard him explaining from his point of view from an outside debate that he had was the one that he had with Michael Shermer, which they showed a clip of in the first episode. And Michael Shermer brought in um, a residential de- geologist that he had on his team of like skeptics and. Graham also had Randall Carlson on there with him. Who mm-hmm. I don't even know what you would consider Randall Carlson. He's like a um he deals a lot with like he's the guy who does like the whole ice core samples thing. So he'll find like he'll go through in like Antarctica. Not Antarctica, I think it's um I think it's Iceland or Greenland that they go to. And they drill way, 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 way far down. And then they're able to tell from the way that the ice is formed what the global temperatures were estimated mm-hmm. at certain times. And um, when they were on there, it's like every point that gets brought up against him, he'll just say, okay, but how do you explain... If, if that's what you're pointing to, how do you explain this thing? And then the people will do this whole runaround thing. It's just so frustrating to watch because it's like... Everyone, that's what everyone blames him of doing, right? Is that if you had a real scientist on there, any kind of real scientist, some kind of, you know, meteorologist or historical one, a geologist, an Egyptologist, an archaeologist, if you had any one of them on there with you and you were trying to argue this science with them, they'd put your dick in the dirt because they know the science and you don't because you're a journalist. And every time that he gets that he gets on there with someone, they try to do that, and he just keeps putting evidence in front of them and saying, it's all right there, like I'm showing it to you, it's right there. And they go, no, you're misinterpreting that. And then they try to hit him with another mm-hmm. straw man argument, and they just go in circles around him. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And, that, and then on top of it, everyone will say, either they, they debate him, and that ends up happening, or they say... We don't want to debate him because we don't want to even give him the credit of acting like that's a valid argument, which to me is a cop out. Yeah. Anytime someone says that, that's a cop out. Yeah. The only time that I've heard someone say that where I've kind of like understood it was. But even then, I don't. There's this guy who he did go on JRE and um, he was arguing that um, HIV didn't cause AIDS and that. HIV could be treated independently and you can never get AIDS and that AIDS was a separate disease that was directly born out of intravenous drug use and promiscuous homosexual activity. I'm 
sorry, what? Yeah. It was just, and, and Joe didn't have him on because he believed him. He just said, I feel like no one's, like, debating the dude. And I don't know if he's right or not, but I'm curious to see what he talks about. And he went on there, and then Joe was like, yeah, I don't think that, like, because Joe would ask him questions like, what about this study that would say this? What would you say about that? And the guy would be like, no, no, no. And he just kept coming back to the same points. And it didn't really make any sense. He wasn't saying that it's like gay's fault that AIDS exists. He was basically just saying, like, when you do things like intravenous drug use and really heavy drug use and you party and stuff like that, your immune system becomes so deficient over doing that for such long periods of time. And that's something that, and this is the part where I don't agree with necessarily, has statistically and historically been associated with gay social life. It's just heavy drug use and partying nonstop. And that's the that's the f- clicking part where I was like, okay, that's not true, right? <laughs> like, people of a shit ton of different demographics like to party nonstop. Yeah. It has nothing to do with being gay. Um, but he was basically saying on solely the drug use side of it that after doing that for so long and also having the side effects that come with that, whether that's vomiting or feeling sick or nauseous a lot of times, refusing to eat, refusing to drink, things like that, that over time your immune system could become so deficient that you could contract the AIDS virus without having to have HIV as a precursor. And he doesn't have anyone that will respond to him. But that's because HIV becoming AIDS has been something that's been proven for so long. And I can't say necessarily proven because I'm no fucking doctor and I haven't even read a single study to fucking back that up. But a lot of people have, and basically he's the one and only person standing on an island that says, this is what I think. Now, the, the tough part about it, and why Joe had him on, and why it gave him any bit of you know publicity, is because before going off on this thing, he was a really successful cancer researcher, and like had a lot of studies and credits under him. And I don't know what like flipped and made him really go on this like mission, Mm-hmm. But now he goes around and he's trying to always like get this, get funding and get, you know, all this attention to it. And like no one will give him the light of day because it's, I don't know, parts of the argument definitely for someone who does not call like homophobia very often unless someone's just being directly hateful. The insinuations that he were that he was making in the arguments definitely seemed very homophobic. borderline homophobic while trying to stay scientific. But. It's like trying to keep well, with statistics without that's really crazy doing it. to me because like one, like in the, like when AIDS was being really spread, <laughs> like it literally the scientific, like the scientific research stemmed from homophobia. So what? it's crazy to me that to hear someone now like yes. still doing that because that's not the thing anymore. I know. And it's not what he focused on. He focused on the drug use portion of it. But he brought it up. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure, though, that he brought that because, and I and I only say that because, Brian Callen came on with him to talk to him about it. Now, Brian ha- wore a little bit of a white knight garb because he was basically being, like, throughout his time in show business and, and in New York when he was living there. I think he lived there one time, doing Broadway and stuff like that, that he knew a lot of gay people at that time that were struggling with AIDS. Mm -hmm. And so hearing somebody basically play into the same thing, like you're talking about, of just acting like 
it's synonymous with gay men. Yeah, gay men are going to bring this horror to us. It, they bring the plague. Ugh. And he was saying it's it's unfair and it's in, in today's day and age where yeah. we don't have that same viewpoint, you right. know, as a, as a culture in America. Yeah. Don't have that same, or in the U.S., I should say, don't have that same viewpoint on what it is to be gay in general, but a gay man specifically, that you shouldn't still be aligning those statistics because nobody's going back and redoing those statistics today because yeah. they just weren't doing their due diligence at the time. Right. So it's not fair to go back and reference the same ones when you know what it was stemming from. Exactly. Yeah, but going back to like um, Graham, like I feel like for medical research, it's so different because like – yeah. It's such, it's very set in stone of like what works, what doesn't work and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, well, with there's just things that like worry about people's well-being. Well, yeah. But what I'm saying is like, there's just things that like obviously work, like Mm -hmm. penicillin works. There, no one can go back to me like, oh, well, penicillin might actually not be this. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? For like what Graham's talking about, like I was just saying this when we went to the museum, like there's just shit from humans that we will literally just never know mm-hmm. like there it's impossible mm-hmm. like prehistory that shit is a guessing game at yeah. best so like and then even like from the very beginning of written history that shit still guess yep. at, like you know what i mean so like the fact that like people can't just accept the fact that like it's okay to like question things that like yeah. we have decided is what happened at that yeah. time because it's like literally we will never know <laughs> like no. everything is a guess at that point so it's just like why can't someone question that and be like hey maybe we can take a look at this and like explore this farther like mm-hmm. there is these there are these things that we can explore farther and like we just accepted the fact someone else decided this is what it is well, and so he brings. Like, I think one of the biggest points that he brings up that is that really does make it seem a lot more like I would say when I first heard him, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily skeptical because I'm always open to like hear some wacky idea and be like, let me just hear what you would say that would back it up, um, and and be open to the idea, right? Be questioning, be open to the idea that. Maybe someone's wacky theory is the new, right. you know, could at some point be the new basis of how we understand what's happened his- historically in, as far as pre- prehistory is concerned. And one of the things that he brought up was when he was always talking about it, I had the very similar understanding to that skeptic that he argued with, Michael Shermer, who said, so you're trying to act like we have hunter-gatherer nations all over, mm-hmm. right? They're using, I forget, uh, uh, I mean, pr- primarily stone tools, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, you, you got all these people using stone tools and shit like that. Granted, that's that's depending on region. I mean, you look at somewhere like Egypt, they weren't using stone tools at the time, but it, they weren't all that far off from it, right? You look at all that, and then you you're telling me that some great nation comes along from the before people Mm-hmm. And they're so far advanced, and they say, "Let me tell you all the secrets of the universe." And then these people become enlightened to build up these things, only to go right back mm-hmm. to basically like going back, and then having to relearn again. 
and he and he brought it up on the show too where he says look at how we are right now we have the united states and the rest of the you know western civilized world quote unquote and then you have tribes in africa right and you have the middle east yeah and, like, like there's the such a difference like island people or yeah, like yeah exactly you you there was such there's a so difference, many different right yeah in the what you could consider the the most technologically advanced portions of culture and the least technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. Now, there's there's differences, right, to where, I mean, technically there are some still uncontacted tribes, mm-hmm. you know, that, that people know about and, and choose to, you know, leave alone. So those really are people that, like, you know, they know nothing right. about it to where if you would go out to them, you could very well be, co- if they didn't fucking kill you first, you could very well be considered a god to those people who is imparting wisdom, even in being in the simplest things. Like, me trying to explain the um, the idea of using tree logs to make a house, but including a foundation with it so it doesn't, like, crumble. Mm-hmm. And me knowing very little about how to build a house, but bringing in that and a bunch of innovations, you could be looked at as, like, oh, my God. And if you had a team of people... Who had theoretically all survived whatever apocalypse had come and, you know, wiped off most of the people. And you had those same or different groups of people all over the world that are bringing out what little bits of knowledge they have mm-hmm. from a uh, from a more advanced society. And, like, it just, the theory, it's not like, I say it makes sense, not that I believe it completely. And the other thing that he says, too, is, like, if there was something like that, you as being someone who lives in this kind of society and a technologically advanced one, you lack a lot of the resources most people do to be able to, in in spite of having all this, be able to make it on your own. Right. So would you not go to the people who do know how to, right? Yeah. Would you not go to an area where someone knows this plant is nutritional, this plant is poisonous, right. this po- plant is medicinally you know, helpful, and be able to look at all that around them and you feel like you're able to live while you can then help them to raise up their society. So he says, why is this, you know, synergetic relationship between two completely different groups of people? Why does that not seem like it would make sense after having something as cataclysmic as a global flood? Right. So, I don't know. When I first started listening to him, I didn't think about things in that perspective. I did kind of look at it from the perspective of being like, what they were like, basically God-like, people that came before that just knew all this shit and yet we can find nothing about them but the other thing is too is that i was a lot younger when i first started listening to it and now after having a wider breadth of knowledge when it comes to history although not in any way being knowledgeable about it when you start to think back at like how many years it really has been since talking about the stuff that are being discussed in this Mm -hmm. you think about what prehistory is that's what i mean like it's so crazy. At the end of the day, like, we're never going to know. Just won't. So, like, why, what is the harm in someone just questioning things and, like, trying to figure things out? Like, what, what is, what is the harm in that? Like, I don't, I genuinely don't get it. Well, I, d- I don't understand what is the harm, to your point, being someone who is in a state of either being a professor or a researcher or a scientist. What's the difference of whether it was a thousand years before or not that we, like, what's the difference in our evolution as a species being pushed back? Yeah. Why does that hurt? Yeah. What's the wrong in that? Right. Like, the other big thing that he talks about that I'm sure we'll talk about in it is the erosion on the Sphinx Mm -hmm. being different Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. n- not even taking into consideration the reconstruction of the head of the Sphinx. But the the erosion on the Sphinx is actually water erosion. Mm-hmm. And if you look back using a lot of that, um, the past weather, you know, and, and um, global weather reports and stuff like that from like way, way, way back, you find that the last time that there was water erosion for, or last time there was rainfall in that area was like, I forget how many, like 3,000 years before then or something like that. Mm. And then it had to have already been built right. for it to have gotten that erosion, which right. means that the construction had to have taken place X amount of time before that. Right. So it's like you look at stuff like that and, you know, then basically what happens is you have people from afar, some random geologist will come out, write a paper and say, this is full of shit. And they've never looked at it. Mm-hmm. They don't actually look at the research. They just see the report, say this is fucking bullshit. And then they put that out. And because they're a dedicated scientist right. and he's not, people believe that one. Yeah. Instead of looking at it and just saying, and, and it's not saying that there aren't people that do come out. I mean, they're showing them in the in the show, first of all. But there's been other people that have come out and said, okay, I understand that it's difficult to believe because we like to think that we're right and we've been right for a long time. But, like, it's right there in front of you and it yeah. does make sense. You just have to look and you have to care enough to, like, question yourself and maybe say maybe we don't have it right. And what's the problem in that? Yeah. I think it's people in that profession just don't want to admit that they could have been wrong. See, but that's, like, that's so confusing to me because it's, like, again, like, that's your profession. So, like, your profession. But don't you think, don't you think. Sorry, I just eat. It's okay. Go ahead. Don't you think to be apologetic for someone like that, that if your profession is knowing things, that it's more difficult for someone like that than you and I to say, I don't know? Though for me, like, that profession of, like, researching, exploring, scientific stuff, for me, it's the that your profession is not knowing for me it's that yeah, but it, but you have the to things that you do think that you know learn but the things that you say we didn't know but now we do know and that is concrete I and guess, for someone yeah. to come along and shake your foundation yeah is like it it's a very tribal thing because the really what they do is they just attack they yeah. attack the unknown right you're the odd one out. It you makes don't them believe like what uncomfortable. We believe. You're shaking my foundation of my religion, which for a lot of them is science. Right. And so therefore you're wrong and you're a heretic and you're a piece of shit. And you're you're the problem with people today is that any journalist can come along and say that we could be wrong. And then people listen to you because it's sensational. That's the thing that Michael Shermer guy was saying on there that pissed me off so much. He's you come along and you, you bring up all these different, you know, ideas and it's so sensationalized and everyone wants to believe you because oh it's so cool and you right. don't have any basis in what you're talking about. And it's like oh my God. Yeah. Just because like Science Weekly didn't come out and say this is now the approved and, and respected theory doesn't mean that it doesn't have any basis to it. Mm-hmm. It's just that no one's giving it the time of day and to have to have further research, you have to have money. And to have but money, you have to have people like, that are funding it. Like, think about, like, all the people, like, coming out and, like, with new... Theories? Theories, like, yeah. that were correct. Like, mm-hmm. someone saying, like, the earth was fucking round was, right. like, wild. And, like, he's fucking psychopath. Like, Or the solar system doesn't revolve around the earth. Yeah, exactly. Like, everyone said, too, then, like, you're wrong. Like, you're causing issues. Like... But then it's like, oh, they kill people he's right. For it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I'm glad, honestly, that you get as frustrated about it as I do. And, and yeah. as he does, really. Because, I mean, it's, it is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing for me in, in any kind of profession 
where your running um, mentality is mm-hmm. not prove me right or prove me wrong. Yeah. And, and I genuinely, like, have no opinion on, like, what he's saying. Like, on what he thinks. Like, I, do I. I don't. Because I, I don't think things. Like, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff at all. But, yeah, I think it's cool to, like, listen about history. Because, again, like, I think it's so. Like, when we went to that museum, I was, like. Sometimes it legitimately does trip me up if I think about, like, prehistory because mm-hmm. that's just so wild. Like, it's so weird to think. Like, ev- like even what we consider history, like, after mm-hmm. prehistory, like, the very beginning of that is just so, such a weird concept to me. Cause, like, sometimes I can't think about it because it makes me so, like, like, it's so trippy because it really is, like, so weird that there's just time where we legitimately have no idea what the fuck they were doing. Well, and the, it's so like... The crazy like thing is that it, it's all changed also depending on um, the spoils of war, mm-hmm. right? So anytime that anyone has yeah, conquered, because killed like anyone else... Because who writes history? The fucking winners. And like. people <laughs> say that, but they don't... You don't... It's like I said that for a long time and didn't even recognize the gravity of what that yeah. meant. Right? Like and, and beyond if you kill like an entire group, like mm-hmm. an entire civilization, like you can burn anything that they might have written. So like That's what I was gonna say about like the cons. Yeah, like like the cons killing lit they wiped out what was it, eleven percent of the planet's population. Mm-hmm. Right? They um they took out like they, they reduced the carbon footprint right, yeah. of the planet yeah. from how many people that they killed. Um so when they would go to places, it was not like they wanted to erase the history yeah. of those people. Yeah, so like they so you, burn you would, everything. They go they, there, you you destroy everything yeah. that they have. You don't take any because they weren't about taking anything; they were about conquering. And then you basically say you join us or you die. And then all the women and children either become slaves or you kill them, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. So like, and then you just keep going. It's crazy to think that like people are like, oh well, we have all the things. Like, mm-hmm. what we have is what we have, so it must be correct. Right. But it's like, like how can you talk even about think like about talk that? about the Vikings, right? The only history that we have about the Vikings is all written from the perspective of people in England mm-hmm. or from the very few, and I think it's only one, one guy that went there. With the intentions of trying to write down yeah. the mythologies that they had, right? Right. But aside from that, everything else that was happening over there for all this time, yeah, all that we have are second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth hand accounts mm-hmm. that were eventually told to other people, right? And and that's the kind of part about like, you know, with them like having an isolated culture that for years and years and years just brought everything down through stories and fucking bard's tales and literally just like you're you're telling someone about something that you heard about someone yeah right and and in every culture it was like that at one time and so that's you know the prehistory side of things but within history i mean you you have something like um you know when it comes to the bible like you know king james becoming king and saying um i don't i don't want I, I want all the Bibles to be written the way that I want. Right. So find every Bible that's been written, burn every fucking one of them, mm-hmm. and we're going to write them the way that I think that it should be written. Yeah. Right? And then you take that, and everyone will look at that and be like, this is the oldest version, and you're like, yeah, except for everything that yeah. came before it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. It's so wild. When when the cons killed 
when they invaded um was it it was somewhere in the it was a large city in the Middle East. I want to say I want to say Jerusalem, but I feel like I'm wrong. There was a very very large city or maybe it was either Iraq or Iran. I feel so bad when I like can't remember which which one I'm talking about, but there was a a large kingdom over there mm-hmm. that they invaded and this was at a time where at one time like everyone just looks at the a lot of the places in the in the Middle East now and the, the crazy thing is um I don't know if you ever heard um McCain say this but he was talking with it was McCain and Obama that ran against each other right M- Obama's first turn that was I against McCain Yeah I think so right Right yeah I'm pretty sure So when yeah yeah cuz it was it was right after it was on the cusp of obviously George Bush had, had sent away after 9-11 a bunch of people over to the Middle East, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Obama was acting like he was trying to say something in one of their debates about someone was asking about the war and he's trying to talk about it like, you know, he knows what's the plan to, you know, how to make it happen. And McCain had this line where he said, you have no idea what you're talking about. He said the people who live over here and the way that they have been living, they have literally been living the same way since Alexander the Great. And that is that to me is a wild thought to have is that you can have, a you know, like that group of people grouped obviously to a region. And there's some regions of that, too, who have made, you know, big progressive changes. But it is true that there's a large portion, except for when under a dictatorship of Hussein. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like warlords. Right. And they've been living the same way since these fucking crazy medieval times. And, like, that is wild. But at one time, they, as, you know, in these kingdoms, were some of the leaders in technology, especially in, like, mathematics yeah. and literary works and stuff like that. And when the cons came, yeah, gone. Exactly. They said the rivers were running black with the ink that the cons were throwing into the fucking like they were just taking all of it and just like passing it down that's the history loss that really fucks with my head yeah that you have those giant chunks and then literally like that's it white i mean it's the library of alexandria right like just white gone gone. yeah it really like it messes with my mind that's not even history that's history yeah or at least it was at one time like it messes with my mind i don't like to think about it (laughs) then the question is how far back did that history reach right yeah Because if you look at, like, what's the earliest history that we have at this time, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what you would, I don't even know what constitutes as the I don't know when it starts. Yeah, I don't know. Because I guess you could say, really, the, the oldest thing that you have, uh, beside, like, cave paintings or something like that, is, like, hieroglyphics. Yeah. Different hieroglyphics. Because that's technically old kingdom writing. Right. Post new kingdom. Yeah. But does that, is that, pre- is that considered kingdom, prehistory still, or is it history? Well, I, did, and that's, I don't know. That's the thing about it, right? Is that all of those are, all of those are, tellings of like um, I don't know when, it, like when, like what year does it start where it's changes from prehistory to history? You know. Let's look. When does prehistory end? Prehistoric period, or when there was human life before records documented human activity, roughly dates from two point five million years ago to twelve hundred BC. Stone, bronze, and iron age. What ended prehistory? When metal tools became widespread in the copper or bronze age or in some geographical regions in the iron age, the term Neolithic is commonly used in the old world as its application to cultures in the Americas and Oceania that did not fully develop metalworking technology raises problems. 
What is the earliest written history? Scholars generally agree that the earliest form of writing appeared almost 5,500 years ago in Mesopotamia, present-day Iraq. Early pictorial signs were gradually substituted by a complex system of characters representing the sounds of Sumerian. Okay, so that's what I was going to say was Sumer. Mm. Um, that is technically... Have you ever heard of the um, the Dead Sea Scrolls? Yeah. That's that's written in Sumerian. So like, Oh, right, yeah. And that's considered the earliest... That's considered by scholars who have studied it to be the precursor to the bible basically Mm -hmm. and it was um it was written um in sumerian and like in order to do it it's it was wild i heard about it in a really early jre podcast when they were talking about it but basically it was like they had this team of theologist and secular scientists and and these language um specialists who were because Sumer was the precursor to like old Arabic, which is the precursor to new Arabic. Mm-hmm. And so they were having to use people from new Arabic and try to go back with the bits that they have of old Arabic and try to make those jumps to there, which I think they already had people that knew technically like for the most part old Arabic. And then they were trying to jump. And that was, I think, one of the first times that they had found, like, a really complete work in Sumerian hmm. that wasn't pictorial. Like, right. this was actual writing. Right. But it, like, it looks so weird. It's literally just, like, um, it's like tick marks almost, I think. Sumerian writing. Like, that's what it looked like. Hmm. Something like that. Is weird. Isn't yeah, like it this. weird to like think that there's people that could that can like like translators Decode. are so wild to me. I know. Like how the fuck? It's so weird to see like their like deduction of reasoning of like how they get that. Like how you're talking you're talking someone who does like that or even just like a simple translator from one language to another. Like stuff like this. Like yeah, like decoding. Like, yeah, like historical. Old, yeah, it is wild. It's so crazy to me. I think it's just a puzzle to them. Like yeah, I'm just excited to work on a puzzle. I know those type of people are so cute. I know. I'm like, oh fuck you. I I think it's I think it's fucking crazy, and and you know what's wild is that. I mean that's why I think on a surface level why movies like you know the Da Vinci Code and and National Treasure and stuff like that were always so interesting to people is because it's like you're unlocking this puzzle and it a lot of times things like that they they span out over yeah. a lot of a large area well yeah because i think time in a region generally the human population are just like very curious and so like mm-hmm. stuff like that it does cater towards a lot of yeah. people and yeah. like people do want to see it because they want to feel like they're putting together a piece of puzzle and like most people cannot put yeah. Something like fucking Something like old Sumerian writing together. So like something that they can actually bite off and chew is like yeah. exciting. That. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It literally just looks like when you when you see like the um the old style nails that were not like, you know, with a nail head and then a, a skinny rod and it was just like It um, looks like a golf tee. Yeah, like a golf tee. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's what this looks like, just in varying positions. And that's the only representation of it. Yeah. 
It's it is fucking crazy. And the that um the Dead Sea Scrolls was written on like animal skins. Hmm. Which is wild. Yeah. That is it's crazy that it's even been able to be preserved that long. They yeah, found it, it in is. some random fucking jar somewhere. I forget what it was. It was like they were, I don't even remember how they found it. They were like excavating for something else. How do they know that's what it is? Because the stories that are in it are, so like, I think that the only difference in it was that it was mainly these parab, was it parablic? Parables. They were parable stories mm. or um, but not all of them like they were historical stories, but it was not like the genealogies and stuff like that. And obviously it a lot of the ones that were in that were not just similar to the ones from like the Old Testament and stuff like that. It was like directly related to it. Mm. So I think it was different than saying like this is a standalone religious text. And instead, they were understanding that it was the earliest work of someone writing it down. Mm. How do they find Dead Sea Scrolls? Teenage shepherds. <laughs> In late 1946 or f- early 47, Bedouin teenagers were tending their goats and sheep near the ancient settlement of Qumran, located on the northwest shore of the Dead Sea in what is now known as the West Bank. What? That's wild. Yeah, he and his companions later entered the cave and found a collection of large clay jars, seven of which contained leather and papyrus scrolls. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Bounty hunters and archaeologists unearthed tens of thousands of additional scroll fragments from ten nearby caves together to make up between 800 and 900. Did you say bounty hunters? Yeah. Or t- it says treasure <laughs> hunters. I don't know why I said bounty hunters. <laughs> Did you know that too? Mm-hmm. These people were fucking treasure hunting and then just like selling them off. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bought four of the original Dead Sea Scrolls from a cobbler who dabbled in antiquities, paying less than a hundred dollars. This is literally one of the earliest writings found. <laughs> he placed them in an advertisement in the Wall Street Journal under the category miscellaneous items for sale. <laughs> Biblical manuscripts dating back to at least 200 B.C. are for sale. This would be an ideal gift to an educational or religious <laughs> institution by an individual or group. It's <laughs> uh, so bad. Yeah, no one knows who wrote it. Almost all the Hebrew Bible is represented. Hmm. Hebrew is not the only language. They include a guide to hidden treasure. Has anyone found said oh. hidden treasure? It's in Aramaic. That's right. Not Sumer. Wait. But Sumerian. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I definitely thought. I do remember now that it was Aramaic, but I thought that it was written in Sumerian text. I think I'm wrong. Anyways. Just a little bit of history. Yeah. Pretty dumb about Graham Hancock and everyone <laughs> just dicking on him all the time. Yeah, pretty dumb. Oh, well. I'm glad you're enjoying the show, though. I mean, I like stuff like that. Yeah. I've been pumped to watch it for a long time now. I don't understand. I d- I'm, history is not my thing. 
I literally don't know anything about anything when it comes to history and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I like listening to things like that. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I would say the same kind of thing. Like, I enjoy bits of it. I don't know. I'm kind of, like, iffy when it comes to it. Because, like, some bits of it, I really, I get For into For me, it has like to be, that. like, old, old history, like, that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, I don't give a shit about, like, people just killing people in wars because... Right. Like, that, it doesn't... I don't give a shit because yeah, like it's stupid to me. like, I tried to watch that Feudal Japan one on Netflix and it's, like... Yeah, I just, I don't care about... It's boring. I, it, like, has to be, like, the old, old ass shit that, like, like, the stuff that I was saying, like, that trips me out because yeah. it's, like so old and literally no one knows anything right. that kind of stuff interests me because it's interesting because it's so old like and we're just like fucking taking guesses right in the dark but like any history the now, only one like the only i don't one, care the only one that i do like is um when you hear about like ancient uh chinese uh these battles going on and the tacticians that were going against each other like so I played this game. I played this game called Dynasty Warriors, um, specifically Dynasty Warriors. I think seven. I like all your history stuff that you get into. Comes, comes out from of video, video games, games. <laughs> mostly Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, but or God of War, with um, mythology. But um, so it, I'm pretty sure it's Dynasty Warriors seven, but it might have been six. Uh, there's like Sima Yi, and I'm trying to remember what the other guy's guy's name is. I think it's Quan something. Anyways, these guys, a lot of the dudes in this in uh that game were real people, but they mm -hmm. obviously like they kind of played them up a little bit. These guys would be like in the story mode, they're like these tacticians, right? Because you can go through and play the story modes of all these different people of like some people are trying to rise to, you know, power and other people are trying to kind of wiggle their way through shit like these guys because they're all slimy and shit. But then one time I was scrolling through iFunny and <laughs> And saw somebody like talk about not in not in reference to Dynasty Warriors, just talking about them. Talked about these two, Sima Yi and this other guy. I want to know who it is, but they were going back and forth all the time and trying to like outmaneuver each other with these tac tactical things that they were doing. So, like one of the things the guy used in the game was the other dude, uh, not Sima Yi, was regarded as a very early basically like a meteorologist he knew a lot about the weather and stuff like that and so he um if he was a woman he'd be burned at the stake yes witch <laughs> devil worshiper um that shit that's another thing that's really interesting to me in history is the fact that like if you literally change any Zhu man Zhuge Liang. If you literally change any man in like history who are, like do does shit like that, like if you change him to a woman, it's like, oh, we yeah. wouldn't have that. It, yeah. it, they would be burned at the stake. Like that's just so wild to me. Okay, yeah. So I'm not going to go through those because that's like a whole bunch of shit and this is all about like just one versus the other, but basically, so Zhuge Liang, I think I'm saying that correct, but I might not be. Um he was able to predict when it was going to be super, super windy. And when Sima Yi came in with all of these ships and they came to port, he ordered some of the guys to, like, go around and flank and start burning one of the ships because he knew that the wind would carry the flames throughout all of them and burn them super fucking quickly. So, like, that was one of his things that he did. I think 
I think it might have been Simi Yi that did this, but I might be wrong. But one of them at one time was trying to like defend this this town, right? They hear about the other army coming. And they're like, oh man, they outnumber us like a lot. So the dude takes a chance and says, take the entire army and leave completely, right? And I'm going to stay here and we'll just, you know. This is after they've been going at it like multiple times with each other. So let's say CBE because I talked about the other guy and I might be wrong. But he sits in the middle of the town and he's drinking tea, like chilling out just mm-hmm. in the middle. The the guy comes up with the whole army and they see him, uh, and they just assume that it's a trap, so they all fucking leave and fall back, completely retreat, and he just like walks out like they're like fuck this. There's no way that he would just be sitting here alone. Like he's gonna fuck with us somehow. Oh so God. they all just leave, and they would they would have won. They would have killed him, taken the town, been able to go to everyone who retreated and kill all of them too. But they left and like fell back for long enough that he was able to regroup with them now have a realistic idea of how much it was, fall back, get reinforcements or whatever, get to a better vantage point. Huh. They were just doing all this crazy shit, and I wish I was able to find it on here because they did a really good job when I saw the post of, like, saying all the things they did back and mm. forth. But there was, like, I don't even know how many. It was probably, like, five or six encounters to where, like, one of them would do something crazy, they'd gain the upper hand, and then they'd get out of there, and then the other dude would come back with mm. some other crazy shit. That's the kind I of stuff like, I do like hearing about. Yeah. Cause it's, just, it's just crazy mind games that they're playing. Yeah. I like to hear... I feel like I don't know a lot of people like this. Um, like, if I were to say th- this to Maggie, Maggie would be like, mm, nope. I feel like I like things in history that I just know that I will never know the answer to. Oh, me too. I yeah. like I like that. Like I just like it to tickle my brain. Yeah, because it's just, like, so fucking wild, and I like hearing people talk about it and, like, mm-hmm. what could have happened, but then at the end of the day, they just say, like, but we never know. Like, mm-hmm. that shit's so wild to me because it's so weird to think about the things that we at least know of but don't know what happened. Think about all the things we don't even you know, don't know of. And, like, I got really fucking hooked on Amelia Earhart when I was a kid. <laughs> In third grade, we had to, like, pick a famous person to do a report on. Somehow, I picked Amelia Earhart. <laughs> and I have been hooked on her story f- since. Like, um, the History Channel did a documentary on her a couple years I back, that. I yep. forget. I think I was we were in college when it came out. Either that or late high school. That shit was like the bachelorette for me. Like I had a fucking timer on my phone, <laughs> like a countdown on my phone. Oh <laughs> shit! New episode of Media Hawk coming so out. So excited! It was so. It was really good too. It was like I never watched they it. thought like they found her like bones on yes. this island. It was so cool, and it was like in a grave site, and like they thought that like you know this is where they're plane crashed near here and they made it to the island and they lived on the island it was really cool and like i like shit like that like i get really like into like i were you a big like wb hoover one too no do you know who that is the guy who did the robbery and then went up an airplane oh oh. jumped out into like this forest yeah no i never never seen again i never really got into that one but i knew theoretically got away with like a shit ton of money yeah that one's cool I never got into it really though for some reason, but it is a, cool, yeah. I forget what I saw on that. I watched something on on that one when I had like not heard of it before. Yeah. Um, that was interesting, but it it really just like kind of 
I mean, similar to the Amelia Earhart, I guess. Because, like, everyone would say, because he jumped out, I'm pretty sure, in the Pacific Northwest. So, obviously, that's, like, a giant range mm-hmm. of, and, and especially at the time, I mean, it's been, it's been decades since that happened. So, there were people up there that, of course, everyone says, like, I think I saw him. Right, yeah. You know, disguised, obviously. Weird, yeah. But, I mean, unless he died on the way down, which no one ever found the bones, you'd be finding bones in a big old bag of cash. Right, yeah. Um. He got away. Yeah. I forget how much he got away with, too. It was like, that's his name, right? W.B. Hoover? No. I don't know. I, I saw it for like one second. Hoover uh, blah, 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 <sighs> robbery. I, I feel like I'm completely wrong. I, ju- I don't know. I know the story, but I don't know. Suspects of Hoover robbery arrested in Kentucky. W.B. <laughs> J. JB robbery. <laughs> Who's the guy? <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Who got away with money? Hunter, you're never gonna find that. Is is this really what you're gonna look Biggest up? Biggest heist. <laughs> I bet I get it. I bet you you don't. D.B. Cooper. That's who it was. There you go. D.B. Cooper. Uh, how much money did he get away with? How much money? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poop. A uh, hijacker told a flight attendant he was armed with a bomb, demanded two hundred thousand ransom, equivalent to almost one point four million in twenty twenty one, and requested four parachutes upon landing in Seattle. So the do- yeah we got away with two hundred thousand, but one point four mil basically today. Yeah, and then this was the thing that I'd seen they. 1980, they found 5,800 bucks in cash on the banks of the Columbia River in Vancouver. Investigators confirmed that cash carried the same serial number as the money given to D.B. Cooper. Nothing else was found. Yeah. So maybe he just lost that 5,000. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I got to shed some weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Drop off a couple yeah. stacks. <laughs> I'm losing some stamina here. He like used it as a band-aid. And he's like, <laughs> he's wrapping himself up. <laughs> I need warmth. He's just. Yeah. <laughs> God. Just leave that. It's got my scent on it. I got this grizzly bear chasing after me. I ain't dealing with this shit anymore. <laughs> $200,000. Think of how much less money that is to carry than $1.4 million. Yeah. So much more portable. Yeah. If you got that in hundreds. It was so much easier to steal back then. <laughs> yeah. I talk about them all the time. It really is like. It was so much easier to do everything back then. Everything. Bailey Sarian talks about this a lot in her dark history and makeup murder mystery. Like, it's it's it, borderline like, it's impossible crazy. to do crime today and actually think you're going to get away. I with just anything. saw this video the other day. Who was it? It was um, oh, unless fuck. you're in Europe apparently because there's no fucking cameras anywhere. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, this is gonna bug me. But he was a guy who met up with a girl on a Tinder date, <laughs> and they literally have him. On video from like the hotel that he had, the yes. car rental place, yes. the store that he went and got the cleaner, the store that he got the fucking he rented like a 
uh, uh, vacuum like shampoo yes. thing. Like they have a video for 48 hours of this man and they showed the entire thing. Yeah, like, so here's the thing. Like here's the thing that trips everything. me up, right? With the amount of cameras that are out there, here's the thing that trips me up. So let's say, let's be really morbid for a second. Let's say you um, decide that you have someone who you're like going to kill, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you pick a place where you know for like a block radius. Yeah. Let's say out in a dump. Let's say you there's a guy that works in a dump, and there's no cameras out there in the middle of the dump field. And right. you're going to kill the dude, right? Because you know there's nothing. And then you got a car stashed somewhere and you can slink on off and get to it and get away. Here's the fucking thing. When someone finds him, they can date to estimate a time of when he died. Now, when they look for cameras around there, so, yeah, they'll they're going to the have an easy like cameras. eight hours in either direction of when they estimate that he died. Mind even, it's probably tighter than it's that. Less Maybe than two that, hours yeah. in either direction. And they're going to look five... Five blocks all around you because there's at least one fucking camera and I guarantee you there's about 20. Yeah. They're going to look at every one of those. They're going to say, which one of these at that time was going around there? Now, if it's late at night because most people do it then, they're not going to do it in the middle of the fucking day. How many cars are out there at 2 a.m.? Yeah. Well, we've got five cars. Now, let's take each of those five cars and trail them back for the last 24 hours. It's literally that easy for them to just go back. There is no fucking hope. You can't go through anywhere and actually think that you're going to get from point A to point B and not get clipped at one time. And that's just based off of if you're going either on foot or in a car from that place. If you do anything transaction related, you're fucked. Right? Yeah, it's there's I mean, there's literally not a point in the world or in the U.S. at least, where you're not on camera. There yeah. just isn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Now, that's what's crazy about being over here is I we walk around in the town over here, and I'm like, if you really... a single camera. <laughs> if you scouted, the only place where I see cameras out is like maybe outside of um, like some of the post offices yeah. or like a bank. Or yeah. if sometimes if someone has like a... Um, like a... Uh, a store and they've got some display stuff out on the sidewalk. Yeah. And they'll have like a little one there. Other than that, if you walked through, if I went through a nearby town and I took notice of every single block throughout the whole place, I could plan eight different routes to get away from somewhere and not be seen by a fucking soul. Yeah. It's wild. It is weird. Because I'm just not used to it. I'm used to every single place that you go to. You just know. You could be out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Someone's got be... a security cam up. Someone's got a door cam. Every every single business, every gas station, well, yeah. every corner store has a fucking well, camera. And then, like, yeah, there's just a camera every... There. You're going to get gas. Camera. We, were, I was, we talked about this, though. Like, why is it that the camera... Footage. Quality. <laughs> yeah, why does it look like you're watching a movie from like the 1950s? It's terrible. I don't get it. I mean, a modern one's obviously are like, not like that. Yeah, but like. But the frame rate is still shit. Yeah, it's still they <laughs> still suck. Like, I, I think it's so funny. Like, if you get like, oh, they got footage from this security camera at a gas station, and they'll show it, and they're like. How, How the fuck can you tell who that is? Yeah, like, have you seen this person? I'm like, I still don't see this person. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> who? <laughs> it's a white guy with dreads. That's all I could see. <laughs> so bad. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it either. 
I think it's just that people have gotten one like a long time ago and then they just chosen not to. Update. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like it's enough security they think to like have that up there. Yeah. They assume people are going to be scared off by it. Yeah. The dumbest thing is that there's still people doing this shit all the time. I know. And then get like surprised that they got that's caught. My th- <laughs> that's my thing though is that like okay, I thought the, I did everything right. I don't know. The only like even if okay, let's go even deeper into the into the theory, right? So let's say I'm in a relatively small town and I go through and I decide that I need a getaway path and there's certain cameras there. I've, I try to eliminate the amount that I have, but the cameras that I have left, I'm going to cut the footage on them. A lot of those things, even the old ones, they're backing up. And yeah. as soon as you do something to do that, they just save whatever they had on the tape beforehand. It's not yeah. like you ca- cut that and you erase the tape. Right, Yeah. So unless you're going to go in and get each and every one of those tapes, yeah. on top of that, if they don't back up to a cloud, if they're not a good camera, everything's in the cloud, or at least back to at least back to a hard drive on a what computer. What was that movie with um, Seth Rogen? Like when the cloud was like first making its way, and no one fucking understood what the cloud was. And that movie with Seth Rogen, where him and his wife made a sex tape, and they were trying to understand. Zach and Mary make a porno. Huh? No. And they were trying to understand the cloud. And, like, trying to, like, delete it from things. And it's the... Wait, look it up. It, that was such a funny movie. because It was, like, so on brand for that time. Because, like, literally no one was understanding the cloud. I hate the way you look things up. You gotta put movie. Now you're just looking up a Seth Rogen sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> this is all that I can think about. Zach and Mary make a porno, but it's definitely not that. Wait, go Because they're, they're specifically trying to make pornos in that. Mm, no. But it wasn't about the cloud? Maybe it wasn't Seth Rogen. Jason Segel, that's what it is. Cameron Diaz and... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do... Yes, 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 yes. I thought it was Seth Logan. It's... Yeah. Jason Segel. Yeah, what is this movie called? Did this... What's happening? I don't know. Things trying to... Knocked up? No. no. Not knocked up. My bad. Excuse me. I'm so confused. What's happening? It literally is giving the general plot of the movie without saying what the title is. (laughs) Jason Siegel. Why are you saying it like that? I don't know. Sex. Tape. Cloud. Movie. Sex tape. Sex tape. Jesus there we go. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's called sex tape. What the fuck? Um, I don't think I ever saw that one, actually. I, kn- I did know about that one, though. I, I did watch Zack and Mary make a porno. That one was funny. I don't think of. I've seen that one. My favorite scene in it. You're not going to like this. <laughs> My favorite scene. Surprise. So, I honestly, I was, I was in, like, middle school... Or, yeah, like late middle school when I saw this. And I'm surprised. It was at a friend's house. Mm. <laughs> Makes more sense. And um, so I don't remember much of the movie. But 
there's a scene where Zach and Miri, who are doing this basically, I think just to make money is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, platonic friends, and they both have cash flow problems, so they decide they're going to not just them make a porno, but like they're going to make a full movie with like Craig Robinson from The Office. So it was like, a, like an X-rated movie. It wasn't a porno per se. No, it was a porno, but a full-length porno movie. Not just like they're going to okay. do a... a porn flick of you know 20 minutes for Mm -hmm. you know throwing up online is that not what like an x-rated movie is isn't it i think x-rated movie doesn't well maybe i thought the x-rated movie doesn't always necessarily mean the main purpose of it is porn it just has you know like more graphic sex in it maybe i'm wrong maybe that's maybe i'm wrong i don't know anyways um there's a scene where craig robinson from the um daryl from the office Mm mm-hmm he is the camera guy in it. Mm. So this girl, uh, who is an actual porn star, but I never remember what her name is. Um, she, and I don't remember who's having sex with her, but they're having uh, anal sex, right? And he is getting the shot where he is underneath of them. Oh, interesting. And Dedication. Yes. And um, Seth Rogen and who's the chick in it? Elizabeth Banks. Um they are arguing, like, in basically in the room. And when he storms out, he slams the door shut, and, like, the guy ac- accidentally, like, pulls out too much, and Craig was sitting under them saying, hey, watch that pullout, man, and she shits on his face. Ew, I knew. <laughs> Why do you say these things to me? It's so funny. He said, hey, watch that pullout, man. <laughs> like, two minutes later. How did it get on his face? Was the camera not protecting his He's face? He's literally just like this. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. It was a good, good movie. I actually don't remember if it was truly funny or not. I was young at the time, obviously. Yeah, that sounds From like Owen. fucking ch- child humor. Well, it is a, it's a Seth Rogen film, I mean. I like Seth Rogen, but that yeah. one doesn't sound like my cup of tea. That's the only scene that I remember from it. I don't know how the rest of the movie was. Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to say something and now I forgot. You know, every single one of these socks that I have have had this, this there little hole right here. Yes, we all know you need new socks. No, it's not that. It's just they all have it in the same spot. You need new socks. Maybe it's where the like the yeah, plastic the tab was. Yeah. Dumb. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Good click. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my gang. <laughs> Abigail and I listened to that song not that long ago. She was like, this is the song that makes Rascal Flats not country. Yeah. I mean, there's other ones, Straight but that one specifically. Singing, Lord, I was born a rambling man. I always make this joke and Hunter gets mad, but Hunter likes to say that he listens to country. I know that. I know. I get he mad doesn't that she listen says, to country. I know. That's why I, I get say mad it. She says at the beginning every time, Hunter likes to say that he listened to country growing up because I've never said it. In fact, I say the opposite. That's every why time. I say it because you get so angry every time. No, I don't get mad at the comment. I get mad at that. <laughs> yeah. That's why I say it. You get mad every time, even though you know that I'm just saying it to make you mad. Because you make me sound like a piece of shit. Hunter likes to say that he listened to music, country music growing up, but he listened to Rascal Flatts. And? Sugarland. And? Uh, 
Two more. One of them you like, one of them you don't. Or one of them you're not the biggest fan of. Lady Antebellum. And the other one you like. I liked Lady Antebellum at one time. Not Lady A? Yeah, I don't like Lady A. (laughs) Um, I don't remember the other one. Dixie Chicks. You say I don't like Dixie Chicks? No, I said you do. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. You said it! But I was just like, what do you mean we listened to them? Yeah. Yeah. That was like my, that was the country that I got. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were going to say more. I I did too, actually, but nothing came, yep. to, <laughs> nothing came to my yep. head. So. Yep. Yep. I listen to Nickel Creek too, but that's not country. That's like bluegrass folk. Yeah. But someone who doesn't listen to either of those things would call that country. <laughs> They'd be wrong. They'd be wrong. It's okay to be stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's okay that you're wrong. I would just ask that you not be so aggressive about it. <laughs> uh, what have you got coming up? What? What have you got coming up with your stuff that you're excited about? Anything? No. No? Not excited about anything? Excited to get out this fucking joint? Yeah, I am. Spot? I'm not excited to not be in the South, though. Yeah. Good thing is that we got warmer months coming up. Yeah, and then we won't be close to a beach. Yeah. It's kind of upsetting. That's why I'm sad. Okay. This is why I call her Miss Tude. That's the shit that she does. <laughs> they didn't see it. Ah, they saw it. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, it's not like I don't want to be down by the beach, too. But hopefully that'll be next year for us if we're able to get that spot in Marseille. Mm-hmm. I was seeing places online when I was looking, which was kind of, you know, was um, reassuring. Yeah. I'm just excited. I, we're both just excited, I think, to get to a spot that's got a little bit more space for us again. I'm so excited. You're not just your dad. Yeah, and I think the cats, I feel bad. They're going, I feel like they're going a little crazy. I do feel really bad. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been a test of patience for everyone being in this spot. There's just not enough space for them to even just to be able to like kinda spaz out the camera. Yeah, like when they get like their cat zoomies, there's like nowhere for them to do it. Oliver makes this this run from beside the bed all the way up to this this uh door door up here and back down and back up and back down and back up. Yeah. So Plus, I mean, I don't know. It's it's that it's it's that you know, like he can't get away from the litter. The litter is everywhere. When we were yeah. staying at the last place, the litter was like, because we had it up on kind of where there was like a a loft. Yeah, loft area above our bedroom, and so the litter was up there, and it's not like it didn't you know trail down, and because you know they get out of there, they run down the steps and stuff like that. So there's some of it that would come down there, but even with me doing it, you know, twice a week, it was enough to where you really didn't get a whole lot of it. Like we weren't going up there for a whole lot. So it was like we were walking through it and the most that it got down was like to the base of the stairs and mm-hmm. we'd kind of walk around it and not be a big deal. Um, and there's little, you know, little bits or whatever that get around, but really not all that bad. But here, it's everywhere. Y- you can't like, it's on the bed, it's on the floor in the bedroom. It's all throughout here on the floor. It's in the bathroom on both sides, obviously, because we got it on the bathroom where the toilet is and can't get away from it their hair can't get away from it well just because it's just so small in here everything like accumulates and yeah. like clumps because it you can't like spread out yeah. you know at all 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited to not be in this place anymore. Very. Yeah. Exalted. I'm excited to be in a new area again. Yeah. <laughs> Abigail just loves the south part of it and doesn't want to get away from it. I don't. At all. We've got more exploring to do, Abigail. There's more of France to see. Yeah. I want to explore, but I want the home base to be here. And that'll be next year. Yeah, next year. Even if it's on Marseille, we'll still aim for... If we don't feel like we can find anything, it's not <sighs> like we won't aim for being down in the south. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk about the chateau that we went to yesterday? Mm-mm. No. Why? Because I'll sound mean. <laughs> you already sounded mean on the stuff that you were doing. You're going to say the same thing that you did there. If that's what you think is mean, you've already said it. Yeah, but I was in the mood to be mean yesterday. You were or you were not? I was. Oh. Oh, you're not in the mood today <laughs> to be mean? No. Haven't you noticed how nice I've been? <laughs> Yeah, we went to a chateau <laughs> yesterday that was, um, the original build of it in, like, the outside was from the 14th century. It's really very telling of what we ended up finding. Um, <laughs> the outside was cool. Yeah. I thought there was going to be more garden than there was. I thought that, like, the picture that I saw online was, like, a snapshot of the, the a part of the garden, and it ended up being, like, the entire thing. Yeah, it was the entirety of the garden. It's it pretty small. small. It was like some it was like some knee high hedges that were cut, you know, in a pattern to make them look nice and kind of be able to walk through um going out to where this well was. It went out like And it's 25 so feet. weird because like it was in like this open field surrounded by trees. So why didn't they make the garden that field? <laughs> like they made it such a small area. It yeah. was so small. There's just a bunch of like grass all around it and it's like all of this couldn't have also been yeah. like even if not at and the original like no time flowers. when they did it. Even if not at the original time yeah, when she did it. Exactly. The woman the couple who like renovated the castle in the seventies, uh-huh. she was the one who ended up doing it. So even if it hadn't happened then, why not since then? Yeah. Would you not there was be like literally you should just add to this? No flowers. Not a single flower yeah. was planted. Just it was hedges. just the hedges. And then like, it was just, it was actually, like, really sad to see. Like, the inside of it was yeah. just gutted. Yeah. And then they plastered up the walls, painted everything white. It was just very sterile and, like, very just, like, museum-like. Like, you walked into, like, three rooms and they it you didn't feel like you were in a fucking 14th century chateau. You just, like, saw, like, old vintage pieces that they had, like, literally very few, and then just, like, random shit that they might have had in the chateau, but also not very convinced that they were, because, like, yeah. the one stuff, it was, like, it literally the tag said, hair and cosmetics from this time period, so it was, like, okay, w- were these even in the chateau, like, right. or was it, is They're it just, just from the pieces. time period, yeah, yeah. and then... Yeah, and that's it. Like, it was just, it was really sad to see that they just, like, completely ripped apart the inside of the chateau. So, it just would have made more sense, I think, that they kept the chateau historically correct. Mm-hmm. 
um and then like have people tour inside like this chateau that was renovated and it looks and feels like a chateau still like yeah, i don't i don't so understand like the, why they would do such a thing the couple who did the renovations for it right they actually like completely renovated it to the point to where even in their older age they were having like full on like period piece parties yeah, they and were stuff having like, like that medieval there. parties they hosted the first queen of france there yeah. the first first lady of france first lady sorry um but yeah they and it was cool too because they had like there's an inner courtyard which i've always said based off yeah. of any of the chateaus that i've seen like i think that having a courtyard is so fucking cool mm-hmm. but um it's it's relatively small but it's completely surrounded by the building and then um it's basically like there was the couple rooms that were up in the middle so like there's the the room that you would come into, you know, to the front desk and stuff like that, and they've got like you know some little knickknacky crap to buy, and like wooden swords. We got and like a bottle shields. of rosé there, and then you know there's like some pâtés and shit, and yeah. then you walk through to like there was a presentation room, right, and that is where they they give you like this little it was like a little movie that we sat down for it where it like some guy that was writing letters back to his grandfather. I don't know if it was supposed to be someone who worked on the chateau or I think what. it was. Or like a journalist yeah. or what. But it was like the qualm that I have with that though is that like they didn't even sh- say the history of the chateau. They they started it when this couple bought it in the 70s and started renovating it. Yeah. So it's weird because they, they, they didn't give the history of the chateau but if that's what they were focusing on on this couple then why not keep it the way that they yes. renovated yes. it? Like if that's, that's what, what that's what I was going to say, on. right? It's like they renovated it enough to a point to where all that, even if they were going to give it up to make it a historic monument. And mind you, th- it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Because these letters are from the 70s. Yeah. And I don't know when the woman ended up dying, but they, they made it seem like she lived there until she died. Yeah, right? she did. So like, I would assume that would be the her husband 80s, died 90s. Like in 81 or something like that. Right. So the husband dies in 81. The guy who's writing the letters that they're focusing on goes back. Woman's still kicking, keeping up the whole chateau by herself. Still it doing parties. Giant, right? So it was like it's small enough that she'd be able to take care of it. So at some time, within the last couple decades, it was the chateau that was throwing parties and like, you know, doing their thing. Yeah. It would have been not difficult to just upkeep that, right? And not have it be yeah. everything else. Because when it's that. The only thing that really becomes a big thing that you have to worry about is something like you do with any, you know, house, which is like the roof, which obviously for someone like that, obviously that is, you know, mm-hmm. a larger issue. And But I feel like they probably at least did the roof in the 70s. It's not still like the 14th century roof. No, and th- th- that's what I'm saying is like if you're thinking about, well, upkeep. And you know, for even this, like this even still though, just then. because it's not the chateau, like they still have to upkeep the roof for what they're doing with it now. Right, and that's what <laughs> I'm saying. So the the things that you would have to do that are the big upkeep things, you'd have to do it regardless. Yeah, keeping the interior as it was, and and you know I I don't know how it would have gone with her estate as far as like taking out the furniture that they had and stuff, but like I could still see them saying, hey, we want to bring back the period pieces that are. Right. Similar to what they would have had here, even if it's not genuinely what they had here. But, like, keeping the place as it was. Yeah. I don't know what happened in between there, but it was like yeah, they I don't had know that first level, right? And then it went up to the second floor, and it's literally like pine wood steps on the one side. And on the other, it was straight up like glass sides, metal, metal railings, and yeah. wood steps going up. And it's like, 
it, it literally felt like I said on the on the video that we made like on the one side it literally felt like walking up like high school steps. Yeah. And it's just disgusting for someone like us who's so about like just trying to even if you're going to do something crazy and weird with the you know like we talk about doing with a lot of the interior decoration it's about like trying to still have it be a chateau. Yeah, you're still preserving the historical parts that you can reserve. Mm-hmm. And that just second floor was basically like you came up and you walked over there and it was like a um it was an open room that had like a well the second floor there was the one room that had like his like a desk no no, no, a a desk and a chair typewriter some other like pieces there like an armoire a mirror and then walked into the other room the other room it was open had a little like glass pane small little alcove that at one time, I think probably continued through to where the stairwell would have been. Probably, yeah. And then, like, a spot where there was, like, some paintings in there. But they were, like, modern-esque paintings. And so yeah. it was just, like, weird that they were there. And then up to the third floor. And it was, like, a dark room with bigger paintings that were, like, yeah. more what you would consider, like, period pieces right, from yeah. that time. And then you could go out the one stairwell and go up into the tower, which was literally metal rung stairs. Going up the tower, and you yeah. get up to the top, and it's like a metal box door that you like walk out of and come yeah. up. And it's just like it's stuff like that where it's like, why couldn't you have kept the stairs that go up to the tower? Right, like why? Yeah, why couldn't things? Unless have... it was a ladder, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. But I don't know. It's like I don't know. It's things like that to where, either with that or even just through the out the rest of the chateau, like it was literally just plaster over the walls like it looked like the walls in here yeah it was sad it's sad to see that and be like this is what happens with it if you don't have someone that comes along and that someone did come along and give a shit because the picture that they showed of what it was like before i mean it was literally like it was borderline ruins that there was exterior that had come up all over the walls they had crumbled down at some point it wasn't completed as yeah i remember he said in the letters it was like completely taken by an ivy and like they had to they had to do a lot of stuff to it that's the tough part to me is that it's not like it went from someone came along and said we're gonna build it up from that point and then do this with it because even then it's like i still wouldn't have liked it because like yeah. you went through that work, right? The fact that a private couple owned it, they did all that work, and now, within a matter of a couple decades, yeah, it's this. That's what it is. I know. It was sad to it see. It was kind of. It was honestly a little bit depressing when we left from it. It was like, not just because it wasn't what we thought that we were getting out of it. It was that. It was just hard to that's see. That's how it is now. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like as bad as like people just buying chateaus and stuff, and then like not not doing anything with it and just sitting on it yeah. not like renovating it not having like any type of public access like yeah i don't know yeah anyways that's a depressing end to our episode yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, well. (laughs) See how it feels? Come back every Sunday. We will be here for you. Yes. Um, For you and your friends. I put up my other episode of the Crowcast that I haven't done in like forever. It was weeks coming. So if you want, go ahead and check that out. And 
I'm going to be putting up an episode, my first one, where I'm like interviewing instead of just doing it on my own. So womp shit's womp changing womp. up. Should be, should be good. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be better than me just sitting there trying to ramble for three hours. Yep. Everything will be in the description box below or above or behind. Behind, not beside. Behind. You know, like when you click Spotify... Then you click the episode you're listening to and it goes up. And then if you scroll down behind it, it's the description box. Mm-hmm. I yep. see what you mean. Yep. Good one. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay. You don't want me to plug my shit because it's all going to be in the description. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Read the description, you fucking hose. Yes, do that. I'm not going to sit here and talk about it. The least you can do is read it. Read. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Toodaloo.